I feel like a lot of people, people that I've been working with, they, when they come to me, they, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, they're looking for like the secret sauce. And there's no secret sauce because we're all so fluid. the Becoming Infinite Podcast. I'm Cooper Gillespie, a manifestation, mindset, and abundance mentor, and modern mystic living in California's high desert. I believe every person has the power to create the life of their dreams by tapping into the infinite part of themselves. This show is here to inspire you to do just that. So each week we'll explore tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use for your expansion. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, 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 how are you doing today? Ah, it is so wonderful to be here with you. And if you are an aspiring coach or healer, or maybe you've been coaching for a while and your business just isn't taking off the way you'd like it to, I am hosting a free four-day challenge, May 31st to June 3rd. It's the Build Your Profitable Heart-Centered Coach and Healing Business Challenge. And if you, this sounds like something you'd be into, I'd love to have you join me. You know me. I love to give prizes. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be transformational learnings. I love giving so much value during my challenges. And there's going to be community. So it's just going to be a good time. If you're interested, join us at bit.ly forward slash heart centered coach challenge. And I will put that in the show notes as well. All right. You are in for a treat today. My dear friend, Carla Marconi is here with us today. And she is a mindset and business coach for women. She helps female entrepreneurs finally put a stop to the online biz overwhelm and feel worthy AF about themselves and the possibilities that surround them. Using some strategy, some woo, and a ton of personal passion, she guides women from unaligned lives working jobs they dread to harmonious lives building the soul-centered businesses they've always dreamed of but never thought possible. And we give some amazing tips in here. Carla has some great tips for new entrepreneurs. So definitely get your notepads ready. And at one point, we recorded this interview on IG Live. So at one point, you'll hear like, you may hear, you may not hear it, uh, a weird dropout. And that was just a moment when IG dropped out. And I think I covered it pretty well. But if you hear like a weird edit, (laughs) that's what's going on there. All right. Without further ado, here she is, Carla Marconi. Ah, there you are. Oh my gosh. I was like, what is happening here? We did it. We did it. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Hi. So happy to see people on here. Oh man, I'm good. It's really beautiful here today. I'm loving spring. How about you? Um, well, I live in Florida, so I'm kind of spoiled weather-wise. So we've had, we're already in summer. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm super pregnant for those in your following that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, you're just about to have a baby, right? When's your due date? Yeah, my due date is June 24th. Yeah. So anytime at the end of, like after the end of May, it'll be like, clock is ticking. (laughs) 
exciting. It's very exciting. Well, so you are a business coach, an NLP master practitioner. You help women ditch the overwhelm and make more income and impact. Tell us really how you got started. It's a long story, but the simple of it is that I always wanted to do something that I make money doing something that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I graduated college from with a degree in marketing, and then I went and worked at a summer camp, and I loved my job, and it was teaching kids how, like, it was like almost like leadership camp and team building and that kind of thing, but I didn't get paid really good money, and so then I was like, well, this won't really help me build the life that I want, so I left thinking I'll eventually come back and be a donor, like a philanthropist for it. Um, I need to find something that aligns like this, but that can pay the bills and then some. And so then I worked in my family business for over 10 years and was invaluable experience, like loved um, diving into the marketing of the company, had had an opportunity to move into different departments, primarily marketing and sales, and then um, became really successful doing sales in the company. But again, then the other side of the coin was not filled where I was making really good money, but I didn't really love what I was doing. And so then I became aware of how people get paid to give advice. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but um, and I always, I was a professional, a personal development junkie all the while. So I read a lot of book, like self-help books yeah. and then I discovered NLP, got certified and that's how, um, that's how I ended up doing. So I blend the two because of my business background and my marketing background, I bring the business and the NLP, like life coaching piece into my coaching. And so that's how I started my business. And here we are. How did you even discover NLP? I feel like once you know, you know, but it is kind of a smaller world in a way. So it's funny. I remember already being on Instagram because I sold essential oils before I got into coaching. So I was, I was growing my essential oil community on Instagram and I would have these ads pop up of the yes supply is one of the NLP certifiers. Yeah. And it would be like NLP, NLP. And I was like, what is NLP? But it didn't really spark my curiosity enough to do any research. And then my good friend, Michaela, who started coaching when I was doing my essential oil business, and she was like, kind of like spoon feeding me, like, you should come this way. She was like, girl, you have to come do this. And that she's the one that taught me about Transform Destiny, which for those who don't know, Cooper and I met through our NLP um, education. And and then I never looked back. And now I'm obsessed. Like that is like, I love researching and learning more about NLP. Um, and for those of you that don't know what NLP is, it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's basically in a nutshell, understanding the map of our minds in order to achieve success in any area of our life. So it has like all these techniques and modalities to be able to move through and release limiting beliefs and feel empowered. It's really, really powerful stuff. I wish they taught us in high school about NLP, don't you think? I know, you know, I used to be a teacher and I, and I would always like, I think, gosh, every teacher should know this stuff because it would just help kids so much I mean I think it can help anyone but gosh if we knew this stuff from the time we were kids imagine (laughs) imagine how powerful we would just be in our power and the cool thing is that NLP works quick you know you don't have to be in not knocking therapy I was I've been in therapy but not knocking therapy but you don't have to be in therapy for like 30 years like in the space of 10 minutes you can get rid of a limiting belief that's 
holding you back. Yes, because we worked at the at the subconscious level. I think that a mix of the two. I think every therapist should be an NLP practitioner. Yes, <laughs> um, because sometimes it's nice to talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. It's been invaluable. And now I'm kind of like trying to egg my husband on to go to one of their events as well. So uh, is he going to take, is he going to do it? I think so. We might go together. It really is depending, dependent on how I feel because there's one in Orlando. They're like, what is it called? Start your life. Oh yeah. Create your life. Yeah. Create your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like really close to our due date. So we'll wow. see. Well, let's talk about some keys that every soulful entrepreneur should know, because I feel like being a soulful soulful entrepreneur is different than just being an entrepreneur, different than just being a coach. When you come from like a soulful heart-centered place, it's different. And so, um, and I think what you need to know is different, because I think there's a lot of people out there who try to teach this one way to do things. And a lot of times that way, I know when I first got started, it felt, it didn't feel good to me. A lot of the ways to um, like sell and stuff like that just like felt icky to me. And whereas when you learn how to do things in a soulful way, it feels like a line and you're like, yes, this is amazing. So I would love to hear that you have. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that it's not the same for everyone. And I think that applies to, I want to preface everything by saying that, that like, there's no cookie cutter for everyone and everything's going to Everyone needs something different. And so I think that's important to mention because I, I feel like a lot of people, people that I've been working with, they, when they come to me, they, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, they're looking for like the secret sauce. And there's no secret sauce because we're all so fluid, especially when you're a soulful entrepreneur. So the way, I mean, soulful entrepreneur, if we can define it, because I was thinking about it before we jumped on the call, I feel like it's something that's somebody that's like, soulfully aligned with their purpose. We're like coming from a really purposeful center and that comes before the desire to make money and then the the money comes after. Now, what I find that happens a lot of the times is that soulful entrepreneurs, and I'm generalizing here, can be scattered. So we're very artistic, right? And so then having structure can also be really beneficial at times. And having enough structure to still be flexible. And so that would be like my first thing that I would really inspire or like encourage people to lean into, like, how can I create a little bit of structure so that I can have the flexibility and freedom to, to lean into my purpose. And so what do I mean with structure? You know, knowing what you're going to do in a set day and and staying accountable to that. So I learned this thing called, so integrity. Everyone knows what integrity is. And I was listening to a podcast a few, actually like a year ago. And this guy talked about self-integrity from the point of view of like integrity with ourselves. And I think so many people are say like, I want to do A, B, and C. And are we really doing the thing that we know we need to be doing in order to get what we want? That's a big question that I ask myself every single day. Because so often we stay busy doing working and not doing the thing that we know we need to do in order to get the success that we want. And so having self-integrity is staying in integrity with, with the things that you know you have to do. Because part of running a business, even though it's purposeful, soulful, there are difficult pieces. And so really leaning into, okay, I, I'm doing all these things that I love. And I also have to do these things that I 
hopefully or can already maybe outsource, but while I can't outsource, then I'm going to lean into it and do it and like really follow through. So that follow through is huge um, because then if you're not doing that, then you're basically self-sabotaging, which we both know that is uh, a defense mechanism to stay safe because it can be safe to say like, oh, like I didn't have enough time to do the thing that I needed to do. And that's why I didn't succeed versus I did it all and I failed. Right. And so self-integrity for me has been such a game changer um, with regards to this piece. And, and with all of this, it's also keeping it simple because as artists, as, as soulful people, we tend to want to do everything. And so my, the, the, the second tip I would say is to keep it simple and simple does not mean um, small. It just literally means like, can you duplicate it? Can you, can you do it over and over again? And is it simple to stick to? Because then I tend to do this where I'm like, I'm going to do this. I actually just did it with my program that I'm running now where I got so excited that my modules were like two hours long. Who wants to sit in and do two hour modules? Nobody. Right. And so then I had to like get back to basics and be like, okay, how do I simplify this? This needs, it needs to be simple because also from a, that's from, from a content perspective as a soulful entrepreneur, you also need to keep things simple because then you'll overwhelm your people. So then they yeah. won't receive the, th- the things, right? So then it's always what I've been doing on myself um, and that I do with a lot of my clients is like, okay, create the thing or like have the structure and then let's like chop it, you know, like let's like look at from a bird's eye view, see like what is truly important, what's truly needs to stay and then what can go, what is like blocked. Mm-hmm. And that can be from the perfect, from the perspective of like systems or even from content, since I gave you that example, but keeping yeah. it simple is huge. Can you relate to that? Since you Oh were- yeah. I, especially as a student too. I, I oftentimes when I'm creating a course or a program, I think about how I like to consume things as a student. And as a student, like I can't watch a video longer, longer than 15 minutes. Like even that's like pushing it. I need my videos to be broken up like 10 minutes. And a certain amount, and but I know what you mean as the course creator too, because I'm like, I want to share everything I know. And it's like too much. It's too much. You have to like piece it out. And then, but looking on the other side, I have this mentor and she says the best thing. She says, you can manifest anything, but you can't manifest everything. And I think that's really true, especially when you were talking about being multi-passionate. It's like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to do that. Well, you can, you can manifest any one of those things at any one time, but you can't manifest them all at the same time. It's just too much, right? You've got to focus, focus. Yeah. So that's another way. That is so funny. I love, so I've always said, and I read this at a doctor's office, you can't do everything, but you can do something. And I love that you just like added like manifesting because part of manifesting process is like clearly knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. And when you want a million things at once, you can't get everything that you want. Yeah. So um, I love that. Oh, that is key. Yeah. So <laughs> staying focused and or having self-integrity and then keeping it simple. And then the last piece is, is all about energy. And, and I know that everyone's going to like love this piece because we're all energy junkies. And so often at the same time, I feel like we, it kind of like people fall off the bandwagon because 
well, I mean, I keep saying we, but in general, we, we are more, we're empaths and like, you know, generalizing and we tend to be more, we feel more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in thinking about going to NLP, we think about how our body feels. And so sensation creates your thoughts and your thoughts affect your, your, the way that you feel. And then all of your thoughts and the way that you feel affect your overall energy. And what's really cool about this awareness is that, that I love to lean into is that we can have complete autonomy. Like we have choice over how we feel and how we think. And that means that then we have choice over how our energy is. And life is not always mountains, right? Or peaks. It's sometimes valleys. And so it's acknowledging the fact that we're going to go through that roller coaster ride um, or through those peaks and valleys. And when we're in the valleys, we get to choose to feel through the feelings, release what no longer serves us to then elevate our frequency again, because the creativity, the client attraction, the money, everything happens when we're at a higher frequency. So the best way that I love describing this is like, if when you get good news, all of a sudden, like you're in this like super light, bubbly, like everything is amazing vibe. And then all of a sudden you're having all these positive thoughts, all these like, oh my gosh, I just created a freaking program in like two seconds. I just downloaded it. And it's because our energy is at, at a much higher frequency. So how can we, and this is a question that I ask myself every single day, how can I get my frequency at a higher level? And every, okay, so, um, you know, some, some days are going to be really easy. And then other days you're going to have to work through things. So working through the feelings and then releasing them, releasing what, what's no longer serving you. And then choosing, <clears throat> excuse me, an empowered feeling, choosing to change the lenses through which you're seeing your reality. And then that creates an expansion. And as a former athlete, I love saying it's like pumping yourself up before a game. Yeah. Um, it's like pumping yourself up before you're showing up for your day, before you're showing up to take action and do whatever it is you're going to be doing. Because that's what creates that magnetism that draws people in. It's like that palpable energy that we all have experienced when you're in the room and somebody comes in and you haven't even talked to them, you haven't even met them. And you're like, I need to talk to this person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why I, I, why I love Kundalini yoga. I'm so into Kundalini yoga for that reason, because it, it expands your aura. It expands your energy. You're able to just it becomes more natural for you to kind of have this higher energy field around you when you're practicing Kundalini on a regular basis. I love it for so many reasons, but that's definitely one of one of the reasons for sure. But I also feel like one thing that I always teach my students is that there's this law of rhythm, universal law of rhythm, kind of what you were talking about, how you go up and down, up and down like that in life, right? And it's normal. Like you could see it in life. You could see the tide goes out, the tide goes in, it gets light, it gets dark, you know, it happens with everything. And it happens with us. And so, but there's an interesting thing that there's only so high we'll allow ourselves to go. And there's only so low we'll allow ourselves to go. Like you'll only let your house get so dirty before you're like, I got to clean my freaking house. Right. And so it's like, where is that low point? And I think what successful people do is they know that the swing is going to come because it is a universal law. And so they will they will plan for when that downswing happens. So they will know that they're going to go up to a certain level and then the downswing starts and it's like, okay, I'm going to plan how to mitigate that downswing so that I can stay more up 
And then eventually their lows don't go so low with whatever it is. So it's more like this rather than like. Yeah. I mean, we want it to be more like, woo, and then like, (laughs) not going down as much. But, um, but that takes practice. And I think the more you work on it, the more, I mean, now we have so many tools. It's like when I feel myself starting to go down into sort of lower energy, it happens. We're human. Hello. Like we all get depressed or feel angry or whatever. We're human beings. But whenever I catch myself in those lower vibrations, I now feel like I have tools to where I can climb out faster. Absolutely. Yeah. when I was just like, I mean, back years ago, it'd be like, I'd be stuck in a really negative emotion for like a year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How many people are talking like that yeah. right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I love, so just to give people some, some of those tools and, and I'd love to hear what your favorite tools are as you're talking about Kundalini. I love Kundalini. I'm not doing it right now. I don't think it's healthy with it. With no, no, not the baby. Breath of fire. No. Yeah. Um, but in general, I would say anything that moves energy in your body. So energy is just flowing through your body. When we're feeling stagnant, there's like stuck emotions in parts of our body. And so doing breath work, even dancing, going for a run, exercising, things that are going to literally physically move your body that are also creating movement in the energy of your body are going to shift your your energy because when we shift our physiology then the energy shifts and the way that we're perceiving information um shifts so my favorite is breath work and yoga (sighs) yeah but if you're not into breath work or yoga I would say definitely put on like your favorite and like move also mirror work has been one of my newest favorites and let me think. I just, I just had a brain fart, pregnancy brain all the way. While you're, while you're thinking, I'll just explain mirror work because not everyone knows what it is, but mirror work, that has been one of the biggest things that uh, helped me love myself, really, to be quite honest, at a time when I really didn't love myself. And what it is, is you take a mirror or you can look in your phone if you want to at yourself. So the camera toward you and you gaze into, you meet your gaze with no judgment, which doesn't sound hard, but it can be really, really hard to do at first. And then you tell yourself beautiful things, things that you would want a lover or someone who loves you to tell you things like you're, you're so amazing. You're incredible. Wow. I can't believe how, how you move through life with grace, all these things that you would love to hear. And you tell yourself those things while gazing into your eyes. Doesn't sound hard to do. The first time you do it, it's really hard. (laughs) At least it was for me, but it gets easier. And if you do that every day, I promise you, your life will 100% change. I can make that guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, and that's a big one. If you can, if she can make the guarantee, then it's a, it's a done deal. I agree. I, I double that guarantee. Um, and I will say one thing that I always tell people is that we spend so much energy getting to know our friends, our family, our loved ones, but we don't spend time getting to know ourselves. And mirror work is one of the practices of like getting to know yourself, right? Like being in that intimate space, which feels weird at first, but then, you know, then it becomes like, it's almost like you become like your best, your, your biggest fan. Um, and then meditation would be the other piece to like really get to know yourself in that like quiet space but that's a whole nother episode (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no kidding. I know. It's so funny because so many of my clients will say like, I'm just not, I'll, I'll prescribe med- meditation. That'll be one of the things that they, they're supposed to do. And they'll be like, I'm just not good at meditating. And I'll be like, well, nobody is at first. Like you weren't good at you know, eating with a fork at first, but you practiced and you got better, you know? And I feel like in our hyper-stimulated society, um, meditation really feels hard at first. In fact, when I first learned to meditate, uh, I was at a Buddhist monastery in Thailand at a silent retreat for Thailand. Wow. I thought to do that at that time. But, uh, and I like was having panic. Like it, pan- it made me feel so panicky to be quiet and still for such an extended period of time because I had never been that quiet or still or actually had to sit with myself before. And uh, it's so incredibly valuable because that's how you tap into your intuition. That's how you get those downloads. That's how you start to know yourself. And what I found is if you meditate every day over an extended period of time, then suddenly you'll notice one day that something that used to really get you, that used to really make you react, you realize, whoa, I didn't, I didn't have a reaction to that. <laughs> it's wild. And you start to just become more centered and calm and grounded in life. I agree 100%. And I will say that the days that meditation feels the hardest are the days that you need the meditation the most. And it does get easier, but it, it's just going back to this. And this is something I'm experiencing now, pregnant, because I was meditating daily 20 minutes a day and after I got into the rhythm it was super easy and then during my first trimester it was super easy and then as I'm getting closer to delivery my brain is on like nesting mode and I have all this energy that's pumping through my body and I swear meditations are so hard and I'm still sticking to them because on the days that I don't meditate even though I sit there redirecting my thoughts back to the mantra every single minute I like it's still even though I'm I'm not going into that stillness for longer as I was before just for this period of time um it's still calming me down and it's still slowing down the mind so when you have the hardest time is when you need it the most yeah and and everyone the people who tell me that oh I don't have time to meditate I'm like you are the person who needs to be meditating <laughs> if you don't have time to do it you definitely need to be meditating <laughs> yes and even if you for five, 10 minutes, longer would be ideal, but you can start with 10 minutes a day. You know, everyone can make 10 minutes. Say even one minute. If you feel like you don't have time, just do it for one minute a day. Even one minute will change, will change you, you know? Yeah. So, well, I have so enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much for hanging with me today and ah it's just such a joy to see your face and I'm so excited for your baby and oh thank you you have so much awesome stuff going on so how can people work with you before we hop Mm -hmm. off so well currently I am actually I haven't made the announcement I guess I'm making it right now live that I'm closing my books until after baby comes so Right now I have a group program that's running and so I'll have, I have the wait list. It's called Magnetic Leadership and it's a lot of what we talked about today, how to become magnetic and, and have that energy that is palpable as well as becoming the leader in your business. So we're going to restart the program in September and um, my one-on-one program is going to restart in August. So if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Carla.SoulRhythm. Um, and then 
definitely slide into my DMs and we can be talking so that we can get ready to after the baby comes. So (laughs) awesome. Well, me, Cooper. Oh, it was my pleasure. My pleasure. Have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. This was so fun. Wasn't that a great interview? I thought there were so many awesome tips in there. Here are my key takeaways from this episode. One, NLP creates powerful change quickly because when we work with NLP, we work at the subconscious level. Two, there's no cookie cutter solution to build your business. Three, embrace both structure and flow as you build your business. Four, follow through and do the things you know you need to do to move your business forward. Five, have self-integrity. Six, focus and keep it simple. Seven, you can manifest anything, but you can't manifest everything. Eight, your energy creates the magnetism that attracts clients to you. So pump yourself up before you start your day. And nine, Breathwork, meditation, yoga, dance parties, and mirror work are all great ways to raise your vibe. Thanks for hanging with me today. I just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for being here. I know your time is the most valuable thing you have, and so it means so much that you chose to spend this time with me. All right, I look forward to hanging with you again next week. Until next time. (music) 